Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello, friends. Welcome back to On The Daily. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited for this episode. This is with my new friend, Robbie Bent, who is the founder and CEO of the brand Othership, which is a healing center focused on breath work and you know, saunas, ice baths, tea lounge. It's basically a place where you can go to get your own unique emotional wellness programming. And then also part app. They have a breathwork app as well um, that I actually have been using now for a few weeks. And I am a person who really wants to be good at breathwork, but then I always get like distracted. And Robbie's app was actually the first app that I've used that I was actually able to do it and not feel, you know, pulled in a different direction. I think what I love about it is all the breath work is to this like beautiful music and everything's like on tempo and it's kind of, there's an arc to the music that you hear, um, which obviously as a soul cycle instructor, I'm super pumped about. And it's funny because other ship, the brand that you're going to hear about today, and you're going to hear Robbie's story actually was backed by found the founders of SoulCycle, Julie and Elizabeth, and also My First Million. It was backed by On Deck. It was backed by Levels Health. There's a whole bunch of different companies that have backed Othership and what they're trying to do. And you're going to hear all about Othership, but you're also going to hear all about Robbie. And Robbie Bent is amazing. This is a guy who overcame his addiction. He was super overwhelmed, this hardworking guy. He was an early Ethereum, like crypto employee, and he was super, super stressed. He had anxiety. He turned to drugs and alcohol. And through the healing modalities that he offers now, he was actually able to build an entire brand out of it. And Um, I think I just really loved chatting with Robbie because he believes so passionately in kind of opening up a conversation about being chronically overstimulated. We talk about how in entrepreneurship, most people are chronically overstimulated. They're lonely. Obviously, loneliness is an epidemic. And he created a way for entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs alike. But since this show is focused on entrepreneurship we'll keep it in the family. And basically he created a place and an app where entrepreneurs could really use these experiences of breath work, saunas, ice baths, you name it, to kind of master their nervous system and to find out more meaning in their lives. So I am obsessed with this guy. This conversation was so epic and I just know that you are going to love it as well. Uh, If this is your first time listening to On The Daily. I'm so happy you're here. We've had lots of really incredible guests on this show and we've been doing this for about a year and a half now. So we have close to 150 episodes. You can go back and you can listen to any of them that strike your fancy. They're not in any order. And um, I've been having a blast with it. If you like this episode, please come tell me about it. I'm Danielle underscore on the daily on Instagram. You can find me there, slide into the DMs. You can follow the podcast at on the daily pod. But if you want to really like hang out with me, you want to come to Danielle underscore on the daily. Uh, I am closing registration for Transform, which is my one-on-one three-month coaching program um, for entrepreneurs. And this is for this program is really for the entrepreneur who has an idea. They have a business. They're just ready to scale. They're ready to build it on a different level. They're ready to expand it. And they don't really know how. Maybe feelings of being stuck. And with Transform, we go deep. We go back to your subconscious. We figure out why, if there are any issues around money, if there are any issues around, you know, your the feelings of being stuck, where that came from. We kind of reframe our subconscious. We talk about branding. We talk about social media. We talk about marketing. We talk about scaling. And we talk about just healing some generational trauma to really become the best entrepreneur you can. So I would love to have you in there. I am closing registration on 
Friday, the 20, 29th, the 29th, Friday, the 29th of April. I'm closing registration. I have two spots open and I do interview everyone to kind of see who would be the best fit. So if you would like to apply for one-on-one coaching, that is the most personal and that is the deepest way you can work with me. Uh, please go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to the link in the bio on my Instagram and you can click the link that says apply to work with me, fill out the application, and then we will set up a call and kind of talk about your business and see if it's right for you. But two spots left. I would love to have you on as one of them. And I will close registration on Friday so that I can finish going through applications and we can get rocking and rolling starting on Monday, the 2nd of May. So with that, I offer you Robbie Bent. On the Daily Family, welcome back. We got Mr. Robbie Bent on the show today, founder of Othership, which we're going to talk all about. Welcome to the show. What's up, Danielle? Super happy to be here. appreciate you giving me the chance to uh, tell the story and jam. Oh my gosh. It's so funny when people say that to me because I'm like, no, you're doing me the favor. <laughs> this, is, this is mutually beneficial for all parties. So I'm so excited you're here. I was... So anybody listening, I was telling Robbie like right before we recorded, like I'm a person... Like breath work is something that I have never been drawn to. And maybe it's because I grew up dancing and I grew up doing yoga. So like breath was always a part of my practice, but then actually intentional breath work was always really hard for me. And so recently I've been doing more breath work with your app, which I would love for you to talk about. And then um, like through my coaching course, I have to do a lot of breath work as well. And it it really is transformational. And I'm I've noticed like, which I'm sure that you have something to speak to on this, like in terms of my leadership and the way that I lead my teams, the way that I run my businesses, like these practices have really, really helped. So first off, thank you for that. <laughs> Amazing. Why do you think it was hard uh, before? Like, what was, what was the struggle point? I am just, I used to be so in my masculine energy, which if you would have asked me this question a month ago, I'd been like, I don't know. I think I'm just in my head. But really, I think now what I've realized is I have been stuck in masculine energy for so long. And so this idea of like receiving the power of breath work, I would just be so focused on like, I have to do, I have to keep going. And like just sitting and breathing felt like a waste of time when really it was like the best gift I could have given myself. So really it's just, I think it came down to, I was too much in my masculine energy and needed to like find that feminine flow a little bit more. Curious, have you tried any meditation techniques before? Is that like so far? That's not even achievable at all. Yeah. I mean, I have, I do. And now I am. Um, but it was the same thing. It was just like stillness. Like it, I, and it's so crazy. Cause I mean, this is like so off topic, but I've been pulling from like an Oracle deck every day. And I swear for a month, every other day I get the stillness card, like the same card. I'm like, okay, got it. (laughs) I fucking got it. So yeah, I think it's just, I think it's, it's all of it. It's just like the power of stillness is something that is so powerful and something that I never thought I would be good at until I, you know, until recently. And now I'm like, oh, actually not only am I good at it, I really need it, which I think we all do. I would love for you to tell me about your story and how this, how you came into this work. Absolutely. And then through, you know, most people doing transformational work is, um, and again, like transformational, big word, but to me, it just means behavioral change. So mm-hmm. simply changing habits, creating new ones, letting go of old ones. And so I, you know, was it was at rock bottom. So I have ADHD, super intense person, you know, love stimulation. Like I can binge Netflix for days. I can, you know, I got love extreme sports. I can go out. I used to love drugs and alcohol. Uh, my whole early twenties, I like worked really hard, wanted to be successful. That was my goal. Like start a business, make money you know, prove to my parents, I'm a good person. I'm worthy. Get girls to like me, all these kind of things. And, um, at the same time, like, you know, really taking a lot of risk and and being involved in risky behavior. And so, you know, to deal with stress, I would go out and drink and party and do drugs. And, you know, what was playful and university started as I got older, like 23, 25, 28, it'd be problematic. And so I would disappear for, for days at a time. And that's how I was dealing with stress, especially as work you know, I had this, this crazy startup, 100 employees, mm-hmm. um, and the business ended up failing. And I went through a really rock bottom state because, you know, my identity was, I'm smart, I can be successful, I can have money. And I had none of those. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had to sell my car and move back in with my parents. And a lot of my friends were, you know, starting their careers and becoming successful. And I just felt really 
low. And then in that state, I, you know, turned to, to drugs. And so, um, was kind of forced into transformation, you know, it's kind of mm. like, it is, this isn't working. Like I want to change. And so, mm-hmm. um, the first thing was, you know, I was listening to Tim Ferriss and kind of these like podcasts, right. And it's like, Oh, right. how do I, how do I be better? And you know, read the You're like, work show week. me the way. Yeah. Yeah. Show me right. the way. And I was like, Oh, if I could like, you know, win my morning, I could win my day. And so I started with a bit of meditation. I think it was maybe using headspace at the time and like a five minute journal. And then was like, okay, I need to get out of Toronto and like kind of start fresh. And so I had a chance to move to Israel, which I, I went out there alone. I'm not Jewish. I'm not particularly religious. And I started trying to work there. And then uh, while I was there, I heard about Vipassana meditation and I did a 10 day retreat. And then at that retreat, it was the first time I felt like, whoa, this is actually what meditation feels like, right? And if you're at home, you know, I was meditating for years before, um, not super effectively. And then like I did this retreat and it's like two years of headspace in like, you know, a week. And a so week, yeah. you feel it, you start to feel like it's a skill and you feel, you know, you pick up a guitar, you can't play the guitar. It's like, I suck, this sucks. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. you throw the guitar down <laughs> It's mm-hmm. kind of meditation is the same way. And so once you do one of those 10 day retreats, you kind of at least know, like you can play a few songs. So you pick it up. It's, it's fun. You can feel like, oh, there's something here. Mm-hmm. And I started to develop awareness around all these needs, because if I asked your listeners, like, how do you feel? Most people are on autopilot. So it's like, I wake oh, yeah. up, I have my kids, my work, here's my 15 tasks. I'm going to check social media while I'm waiting. And like, it's now nighttime. And I didn't really think what do I want in life? You know, was this a good day? How am I feeling? Like you're on autopilot. And so a lot of these behaviors, you know, uh, with women and drug use and work and all these different things were just kind of on autopilot to, for these feelings that I didn't know I had. And so meditation was the first look into like, well, why it was important to me what my parents think, or why did I want to feel successful? And so it was the first time like pulling back yeah. um, the curtain on like who you are and where your desires come from. You kind of like took yourself out of the matrix and like placed yourself in like full immersion. I feel the same way about like learning a new language. Like I studied Spanish and this is like, it's off topic, but it's similar. Like I studied Spanish all the way through school and was like pretty good. And then it wasn't until I actually went and like immersed myself in Spain that I really got fluent. And so it sounds like, like when you pulled yourself like out of this matrix of like job, work, sleep, party, job, work, eat, sleep, party, like all that, you know, the routine of life and put yourself in like this 10 day retreat. Like that's when like magic started to happen. It's just kind of like, who are you? You know, like if you're not this person you were in high school for your friends and then this person you were in Mm. university, like, who are you actually? And so you Mm. kind of press pause and have a chance to review that. And at the retreat, I'd learned about psychedelic medicines and, you know, shortly after had my first few experiences with ayahuasca. And mm. after a few ayahuasca retreats, I actually never drank or used drugs uh, again. And so that's a passion for me and something that like really changed my life. So after that retreat, I, I met my wife, I joined the Ethereum ecosystem really early on the cryptocurrency. And, you know, my life totally 180 within a two year period from like suicidal parents basement to okay, I'm financially free and like working with all my best friends on something I really care about. Yeah. And I attribute a lot of that to um, creating space. Mm. So, you know, meditation, psychedelics, retreats, daily practice, the idea that you can create space from your, your thoughts and you can shift mm. your, your nervous system state. And what I mean by that is that, you know, just your mind is going all the time. If you're listening, there's just like, I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. I'm angry. What does this person think about me? Like money's hard to make. You call it it masculine energy. Right. And it's just this like, oh, I gotta, I gotta be not like I gotta be, but I gotta do, I gotta Mm -hmm. do, I gotta do. And so Mm -hmm. that, you know, was the first like huge, huge shift for me. And kind of when I went from like, oh, I just want to make money and be successful to, I just want to be around good people. And my yeah. whole life changed. And so I started to be like, hey, I really want to teach people these things because they work so well for me. Yeah. Meditation was a tough one. It just, as you said, it's like a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs and really high intensity people and, you know, engineers and bankers and all these people that are like, I'm bi- fucking busy. Like, I'm not going to just sit there. And so right. none of them, you know, were able to make it a habit. And then psychedelics, I sent a lot of people and it's like, oh, they're illegal. And and where am I going to do this? And then even for a lot who went, they'd go on retreat, come back. Your life has changed for three weeks, mm. but then that transformation, the behavioral change, it didn't stick. And so it's, you know, what do it's you a think tool. that is? 
I think it's a tool. So if you go to the gym, you go to the gym three times a week. It doesn't mean like you went three times and you don't go to the gym anymore. You know, same right. as like, right. these are like daily habits that you're using for right. life. So I think transformational experiences are important, but I don't think they change you forever. They give you perspective. And yeah. so with anything, meditation retreat, nature retreat, you know, vacation, like uh, this, uh, the story that you mentioned, mm-hmm. same thing is, you, you know, go learn another language, you're around all different people, you're feeling different, you're in a different state, but then you come back and same family, maybe same job, same friends, and you slowly conform to old habits. Yeah. And so what I realized is neither of these practices on their own are excellent and mm-hmm. kind of for years, like just kind of tested different things. And, you know, it just ended up by chance. I love the bathhouse. Like I love mm-hmm. the cold, obviously, because I love stimulation. Yeah. Uh, side note, cold actually increases dopamine the same amount as, as cocaine use. And so it's yeah. a real nice way to repattern your brain if you're struggling with addiction in, in a healthy way. Did you study um, Wim Hof? I did. Yeah. Wim yeah. Hof was, was one of my like inspirations. Absolutely. So, but, but it yeah. first started in the bathhouse around like sauna and cold plunges. Yeah. And that was like my first date with my wife, who's my co-founder. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our team is like five best friends. And so we're That's all awesome. fucking obsessed with the bathhouse. Like my, your first date was the bathhouse. You're like, Hey, we, you want to go to a she, cold plunge? Yeah. She sent me, uh, you know, she sent me this thing from Rhonda Patrick. So she's a nutritionist, dietitian, super healthy. And like, I'm just on this, like, you know, I'm back fresh from this ayahuasca. I'm like getting healthy. And she's like, Hey, uh, like, so we, we look it up. This is, I don't know, like six years ago, we look it up where's, you know, ice bath. And there's just one and it's in like the outskirts of Toronto in a strip mall. And we show up and it looks kind of like a massage parlor or something yeah. We're like, well, this is like, what is it? And we go in, it's like a traditional Russian place. And it's awesome. Like epic sauna. We do the cold plunge together. Kind of like, holy shit. What just happened? Like we had such a good date. There was no phone. We we're just talking yeah. and there was no yeah. anxiety because the, the cold boosts norepinephrine in the brain, which is a neurotransmitter for attention, vigilance, mm-hmm. mood boost. So you're like fully present and none of the normal social anxiety. Yeah. So after that, we ended up going to bathhouse um, every week for, for years. You know, I lived in San Francisco, we lived in Berlin together. We would always like find a bathhouse, get a group of people and go. And so bathhouse for those that don't know, there's like sometimes negative connotation, but it's just sauna, ice bath. Sometimes they have like a spa, massage, restaurants, uh, sometimes like steam room. So multiple ways to get hot and cold and do hydrotherapy. And that kind of kicked off everything. So through that, I had learned about William Hoff, as you mentioned, got super into that, went to his course, did a a live event. And I did his breathwork every morning on YouTube, like on the Lewis Howe show, he had a recording. And I just, you know, at the time did this breathwork 30 minutes every morning, I would do that to start my day. Yeah. And I found it was a really good way for people who are struggling with meditation to like, where meditation is about awareness to kind of create a physical state change. So to either boost your physiology. So like fight or flight, gas pedal, energy in the morning, like coffee replacement, Mm. or like after work, you want to get into the moment, getting into what's called the rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. pushing the brake, you know, so you want to find focus, you want to find presence, you want to feel into your emotions, you want to feel like a human being after work before you come and talk to your wife or kids or, or partner. And I just found that breath was like sort of the key to hacking to the nervous system. And it was really feasible for many of my friends who wouldn't meditate, but we'd put on a 30 minute wicked breathwork track. And like, that's what we would do. Also, we have friends over, you know, 10 friends, instead of drinking wine, we'd put on a really awesome electronic music set and do breathwork to it. And then it would open yeah. up the room to like kind of share and, and socialize in a new way. Yeah. For my birthday this past year, we did a, it was pretty awesome. Like I spent the day at like the Four Seasons Spa, but then, and when everybody arrived, we like ended up doing like a whole Reiki past life sound bath. And everyone was like, that was easily the craziest thing I've ever done for like someone's birthday. And I said, but it's better than like getting cocktails at the bar when like, you don't really want those anyway. You're just doing it because they're there. And like, I don't, I've never been like a huge drinker. And so for me, it was like, this is epic. Like all my friends together in this room, like sharing vibrational space and like having this sound bath. It was, it was so epic. So I, I resonate with that. A hundred percent of the future is like new ways to socialize. And if you think like our entire culture was built on alcohol. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sports match, get wasted, bar, get wasted, concert, get wasted, nightclub, get wasted. All of these are alcohol fueled events and alcohol is such a big part of culture for, you know, since the beginning of time. And, mm-hmm. and now uh, people are, are sort of starting to realize like, Hey, I actually don't want to feel hungover 
there's this huge sober movement. There's also a lot of people experimenting with psychedelics now, which mm-hmm. causes you to care more about your body. People went to meditation. There's a lot more entrepreneurs than there's ever been before. So there's this I think like people are waking up. It's like people exactly. like alcohol kind of keeps you numb. Drugs and alcohol kind of keep you on that like zombie track that like obviously like the powers that be want you to stay on because then you're not asking questions. You're not, you know, quitting your job and working for yourself. You're not doing these things. You're just like, like you said at the beginning, you're just following this path, right? This like wake up, go to work, come home, eat, go to bed. Like it's just like this routine and you're like numb. Then all of a sudden you like stop doing those things and you start doing breath work and you start doing sound bath, yoga, meditation, plant medicine, whatever it is, you kind of break free of that matrix a little bit, right? Exactly. And then the question though is, okay, so I don't want to do that anymore. What do I do? And if you look in your city from 8 PM to 1 AM, there's like literally not a sober activity that's good for connection. Like maybe you go see a movie, but you're not really talking. And the problem is also social, social anxiety. Like you feel, you know, go out sober. It's like, Oh, it feels weird. Like you, you talked about this activity you had, you know, it was a sound bath. So it's like guided and you're kind of getting into it and you get, you shift your state a bit. And so we really wanted to create things that helped people who were sober, sober curious. That was a personal passion because of my struggle with addiction, but also like made you feel beautiful and inspired. So one yeah. thing, you know, for me it was, and it didn't start this way. Like we, I'll tell you how we got started, which is just insane how it all happened. But it was like, I always felt like there was something wrong with me. So, you know, maybe I would go to Alcoholics Anonymous or Cocaine Anonymous event and it would be in the basement of a church. And it felt like I was not inspired or felt like, Hey, I'm going to see a therapist because I'm depressed, you know? But in reality, mm. like if I go to the gym, I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to the gym. Cause I feel sickly. I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I want to get strong. Like, let's go. You know, it's just, why aren't people like that with mental health? Like, yeah, right. I want to feel gratitude today. I want to feel forgiveness. And you're like, like in a basement, like you go exa- to like exactly. AA or something or like, you know, narcotics, like you go like down to like a basement you're in, it's dark and it's like the one light, you know, in every movie they portray it as like, it's this like shameful experience. And it's like, why does that have to be like that? Exactly. But even, even therapy, you go to a clinic and like the clinics are like, they feel relaxed, but it's still like, I associate it with, I'm sick. Like I'm going to a doctor. Right. And that's why, like, you know, and and it kind of just, you think of other personal growth things, like it doesn't feel that way. And so that was always in my you're yeah, crazy exactly. if you do it. Like exactly. our, we we have we live in a sick society where everyone is like they're eating like shit, they're treating their bodies terribly, they're not doing anything for their personal growth or mental health. And the people that are like people like us that are like actually like, y'all like hi, there's a better way to live. Like wake up, enlighten yourself. We like that's the crazy option. That's the radical. Like they call it like fringe movements, and it's like <laughs> what? Yeah. So we wanted to make it inspiring where it felt like cool but also like the design was great you know the language that we use is beautiful the colors of the space like we put so much heart and soul into designing like every single breathwork track is like custom produced with Mm -hmm. amazing musicians we're in the recording studio writing each script every single word like each one is like a mini work of art so instead of listening to you know standard meditation it's kind of like listening to your favorite song from like a real Mm -hmm. artist and so we found Mm -hmm. with breathwork because it's more about physical state change. It's just breathing to a cadence or a pattern. Um, So it's not as important to have, you know, 25 years of meditation training and like wisdom, you're actually just creating a change in your, in your physical body. And so as a result, like it pairs perfectly with music and artists and give artists Mm -hmm. a whole new way to experience their music to their fans, you know, so you kind of listen to this and you're like, fuck yeah, like grooving. It's kind of like you're listening to your favorite SoundCloud set, but you're breathing to it and creating a state change. Yeah. It's just so important to create things that are accessible to everyone. So something that was really exciting to us was like, okay, you know, if you have your spiritual practice already, you're in, you know, for the most people, like 300 million people, there's no mental health aspect. There's no spirituality. And that's totally cool. So what we do is everything is like science-based. So we're always talking about what's happening to the nervous system, what's happening in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the experiences have to be fun. You know, you have mm-hmm. to feel them instantly. And so like the space which we'll talk about feels like you're in like an amazing boutique hotel or like Soho house, the, like every little element was like custom designed to make it feel like inspiring. Inspire, and if y'all like, want to see if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to see it, I um, included a link in the show notes of like this, you guys, I watched your YouTube video of like, it says like open chip in real life. If you want to see like what this space is and if you're listening and you're in Toronto, like you can go visit their space, but yeah, go watch, go click on the link in our show notes and like see this space. It's 
so epic. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it has to be fun, have this like good feeling. And then instead of going down the spirituality, sort of the energy routes that are more esoteric, we just stick with emotions. And we say like, look, if you're going to have a, a awakening or transformational experience, that's for you in the space. But, you know, we just kind of stick with science and emotion. And emotion is universal. So maybe it's an anger release or a fear release. Maybe you're building gratitude. Maybe you're feeling compassion. Maybe you're working on forgiveness. We have classes around all of those. And we found it's very accessible. So we have all kinds, you know, 19-year-olds, the 70-year-olds coming in and like really resonating with like everybody. It's universal to feel guilt and shame and anger. These are human emotions. So it just kind of sets the tone that like, hey, this wellness stuff can be fun. It can be for everybody and it can be your, your journey. And that's why the name is Othership because it's like the vessel you're journeying on and it's also where you're going to go. And so if you think of what you're working on, it could be a partnership, relationship, companionship, mentorship, apprenticeship, all these different ships. So we wanted to build this vessel where you kind of work on something and travel somewhere and like do it together in community. So we're always like, yeah, we're all boarding the other ship. We're going. Um, so that's kind of what like the brand, the values it's, it's like inspiring awe, building belonging in a community. So, so health can be something different. It can be like fun and cool and together. And then how it started though, was a, you know, I was telling you the story, ice bath in a backyard and we just hosted every night. I would go to like local restaurants little like you know trainers around neighbors doors like, hey we got this ice bath and we're doing a fire pit every night it's pre-covid and so you know soon enough within a couple of weeks i'd come outside in the day and there'd be like 20 people hanging out just like doing ice baths having coffee everybody That's made awesome. a whatsapp group and people would just kind of jump in and the winter came and we're like oh what are we gonna do you know and so we we took my garage and put a little sauna a little ice bath little tea room and a booking like link on it and we're just like, oh, let's see what happens. And legit grew to like 2000 members, like people just yeah. coming from neighbors and, and every day there'd be classes. And we started yeah. experimenting with, oh, maybe these could be emotional classes. So, you know, couples would go in the ice bath and eye gaze and say like, I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. I'm sorry. You'd have, mm. you know, somatic shivering yeah. where you do trauma release. You'd have like um, fear releases in the sauna in the dark where people would share what they're afraid of and then scream and started kind of combining stuff from meditation retreats, psychedelic medicine retreats, Wim Hof, you know, all these different styles and modalities, but kind of making them in a way that was like fun to do yeah. in community and, and things just exploded. And yeah. we what's knew the, we're like, what's the rule with plant medicine in Canada? Illegal. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're not, we weren't offering any psychedelics. Yeah. We would have all like been on retreats and like do our own work and, and stuff yeah. like that. But it uh, wasn't something we were like offering in the space. Yeah. It's so crazy. Cause like in the States, you can literally go anywhere now and do like, it's, it's so crazy how many people are offering like plant medicine in the United States now. I mean, absolutely, but also illegal. So also illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like nobody's getting in trouble yeah. for it here. It's just like what people are doing. <laughs> it's the same here. But the, the thing I found with it was um, a lot of people aren't ready. So you're like, Hey, yeah, there's this ayahuasca thing. People are like, what are you talking about? You're insane. And so we were trying to yeah. take, there's a lot of stuff around the ceremony for psychedelics. So group healing, setting an intention, creating space to integrate your learnings, uh, mm -hmm. using journaling processes. So all of that stuff in the container is fantastic. So we've taken a lot of that and tried to repurpose it into the sauna and ice bath. So same thing, you know, maybe you have an intention for the class, you're going through some type of resilience, you're shutting down the default mode network, you're getting out of the ego and the thinking mind into the body, there's mm -hmm. some type of release. And we just really see this as an accessible way for the mainstream to start to get into these practices, which is really the goal. Like I would be happy if, you know, the next 300 million people in the U S start to build a mental health practice because all of a sudden it's accessible and cool. And I think yeah. that's sort of like the gateway for a lot of these people. I think that's so epic. Do you think, so one of the things that I've been like really focused on in like my businesses is like this new age of business, this new age of entrepreneurship, which is all these principles that you're talking about, right? And you said something really interesting at the beginning. You said, you know, a lot of these people, they'd go on these retreats, they'd come back and then nothing would change. And I'm sure you've, you, you, do you know Joe Dispenza? Have you read his yeah, book? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, yeah, got, so we like, have some exercises of his breath work on the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So his whole like, and then like the whole, how he talks about like this, you know, the hierarchy of change and how like flipping it on its head is actually the way to do it. And so one of the things that I've always, I've been coaching on a lot 
lately with like my entrepreneurship clients is like, you have to change the identity first. So like you said at the beginning, you're like, who am I? That's, that's the question to start with. Cause then like all of these other practices and like your capabilities and your values and your actions will change. And I'm just curious, like how many people come through your space, your app, your life, right. That are entrepreneurs that are people that are like trying to grow these businesses. And, you know, and that came, cause like for me, entrepreneurship came from, I just realized like, here's what I don't want. I do not want to work for someone else. I do not want anyone else telling me like what I have to do. And I'm very, very uninterested in anything that is not mutually beneficial. Like I'm just, I'm not available for it anymore. So that kind of started my route down entrepreneurship. And I know I'm not alone in that. So what, like how many of your of the people that come through your space are in that that like entrepreneurship route massive amount and so yeah. like probably the majority uh and so that particular customer base one they really care about productivity uh mm-hmm. so like drinking and having a bottle of wine at night isn't optimal to their like stress so if you're an entrepreneur like you're dealing with oftentimes like extremely intense workload uncertainty doubt yeah. Like these feelings of like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're listeners, like I this business, is it going to work? Probably not. You know, then the next day it's like, yes, it will. I'm riding the mountain. And the next day it's like, oh fuck, it's never going to work. So I went through like the failed business I mentioned four years, like two years of gut wrenching. Like, is this the month we fail? Are we going to be able to get new money? And then like, I got to fire everybody. Like, and then like, am I making mistakes? I don't know what I'm doing. It's so Mm -hmm. fucking hard. So and so a lot of those people are like, you know, you go home, think about it. And you also care so much. It's so wrapped up in your identity of like, I'm building this thing, this thing is me. And so you just start, it becomes more and more like what we call like mind hours. So even though you're working, whatever intensely, you then like, you're going for a walk with your partner, but you're thinking about work, you know, you're doing something with your child, but it's like, oh, I've got to get this like marketing event out or whatever it is. So it becomes so encompassing. And so the standard meditation for the entrepreneur is like tough because Mm. your mind is going, so you need the bazooka Mm. and like the bazooka is breath work. Uh, ice bath saunas, these things will stop the thinking mind. They'll allow you to release and create space. Like we, you know, when we are in this garage um, aspect, my partner owns a bunch of restaurants. And so he's the one behind all like the design, the build, Mm -hmm. brilliant guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, COVID hits and he's, he's rich, right? He's got like five restaurants and like a bunch of quick serve stuff and he's good. And and, like in one day, it's like, I might be broke, you know, all of a sudden like his, coffee shops that he's made money for 10 years are like falling apart. He's got to borrow money. You know, he's getting in the fucking ice bath. Just like, I need, I need some space from this stress and it's instant, like instantly those things fall away. You become present and you mm-hmm. become able to build emotional resilience. And so, yeah. you know, for an entrepreneur, the ice bath, the breath work, the, the hot and cold, plus the hanging out with no alcohol, we have like such a massive community of both tech entrepreneurs and uh, other entrepreneurs that are like, this is the community I want to be in. So that, that's kind of one of our main um, people we design for. Yeah, I noticed a lot of uh, you. It's so funny. We keep mentioning the pandemic and obviously Toronto, Toronto was like closed. <laughs> like, Toronto was, was very similar to LA. Like everything was shut down. Like I, I was a soul cycle instructor for 10 years almost. So I just left in November and I know that you're one of some of your backers are Julie and Elizabeth. Yeah. Yep. Um, I started with soul when they were still the leaders of soul. Like that's how long I've been was with soul cycle. That's amazing. Um, yeah. It's they're, they're incredible. Like those women are a gift to this planet. Um, yeah, I can tell you a wicked story, like a personal, like highlight of my life, which I'll, I'll drop in after this. It's like an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear that. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have said this on this show a lot with a couple different guests, actually with Finian, we talked about this. Like, I think the pandemic was actually a gift to so many people because you go, you had all the, like literally this epidemic, the actual epidemic of like chronic overstimulation, right? And you take that away. And now all of a sudden, all these people are like sitting around going, who am I? Like, what do I actually care about? Or like, oh my gosh, this thing, this job that I've been working my ass off at for like a 50 cent raise for the last 10 years is actually bullshit. Like you have all these people like on this, I called it like the universal wake up list, right? There's like this massive shift in consciousness that happened over the last couple of years. And I keep telling people, I'm like, I think this was the biggest gift 
that this planet could have received. Like, I think it was an intentional pause that like was very intention intentionally happened for the collective to, you know, for the people who were meant to wake up, finally like wake up and go, oh, I can live an intentional life. I can live a life that I care about. I can say yes to yeses and no to no. Like that's amazing. And I love that. I think one of my favorite things about your story is that you said like, my business is me. And like, you literally took everything that you were passionate about and created this like huge, thriving, amazing business out of. And I, I mean, I guess my, I, my question is like, when the pandemic hit, was that like a huge test of like your faith in this business? Because obviously like you couldn't have your, you know, yeah, absolutely. Other ships yes. couldn't be open. <laughs> absolutely. So we we were initially going to build a twelve thousand square foot bathhouse. That was kind of the goal, like social, kind of like a Soho house, but like bathhouse, you know. Yeah. And then we were like spent two years and the design and everything at the same time did this ice bath in the backyard to kind of test, like, is this going to be a thing? And luckily, like just before we signed the lease, pandemic starts, and we're like, okay, we're not going to do that, and we're kind of oh. like, we're done. Our whole dream is done. But we had this little garage, right? And at first it's like, oh, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. And then people started being like, hey, man, I need this. Like my mental health is deteriorating. Can I come in for one hour on my own? And we're like, yeah, why not? Just sitting here, you know, use, here's an app, use the thing, open it, clean up after yourself. All good. Then it's like six people are coming in, you know? And then it's like 18 people are coming in. And then it's like 6 a.m. to 11 p.m., people are coming in and it's safe. Like they're coming in alone. It's fine. And I just thought, okay, this is like really helping people. Like they need it, you know, and like Toronto's like the longest lockdown in like the world basically. Yeah. So we just, we just started to see like, holy shit, this is what yeah. people are coming for. And they're not even coming for the bathhouse and that kind of stuff. They're coming for this like behavioral change, this transformation, yeah. these like, you know, kind of classes and instruction. And, and so we were like, okay, that's really cool. And it kind of gave us the courage that, you know what, this is going to work. Like, don't drop it, stick with it. And then we thought, well, what can we do in the meantime? So, you know, one of my passions, our passions was to create the best breathwork concert in the world. This was pre-pandemic of, you know, a new way to hang out with your friends on a Friday night, like your birthday, you mentioned, like you would come, you do a group share, there's intention setting, there's journaling, you're putting on a blindfold, mm. you're doing... Uh, shaking you're then breathing to like a 90 minute set there's live music and then you're sharing after so you actually connect with your friends who are there and you use the breath work and there's like a lot of this on our app as well that you can just do on your own with your friends at your own home but the idea was to create the best like Cirque du Soleil style experience concert and we started doing that and then in the pandemic we couldn't do it so we're just like oh you know what let's just do it online for free like people are struggling and so every day we did a zoom breath work and it grew to like thousands of people and again we're not like pay a business just like this is fucking cool we love making these yeah. breath works people would ask for like oh i'm, I'm you know fear related to the pandemic or mm. anger financial mm -hmm. strain can you make one and so we would just make a breath work every day and then put them all on youtube made a course people were paying we're like okay that's cool and then people are like yo i do this every day but like this course sucks like I, can't, I keep getting logged out i want to you know i want my tracking and all that stuff so we you know me and my wife my wife took the lead and like got it built a, an app and so we built this like amazing app with the goal of just best breath work content in the world like every single session like a work of art and so some of my partners are musicians and djs and so mm -hmm. we like scripted everything and each one is just like a, so beautiful like so much work went into like the you know the breath exactly to the beat and since you're a soul cycle instructor you'll know like what music so and breathing what this stuff product is all production right and I so mean, when you when you were talking about that like when you were talking about how you created this breathwork thing that was like you gave the artists this like space to grow like that's all we did at soul cycle like the whole thing was about like arc of music arc of playlist arc of class like incorporating breath like it was it when it works it works and like there's this pulse energy that happens with the collective that like that's why that business is so successful yeah, you have to come you have to come and try the space like oh, we do get it <laughs> we have like a chinese medicine doctor who comes in and you know they're doing the towel waving which if you can see in the photo so it's moving the hot air around in the sauna to keep you extra hot. They're putting different essential oils on the stove so you can choose not only the, the heat level, the, mm. the moisture, but the smells also. So maybe it's energizing. So you want a citrus or a grapefruit. 
maybe it's grounding. So you have like a cedar. So the mm. facilitator, the guide chooses that as well. And it's just wild. Like, you know, the Chinese medicine guy comes in and he's doing all that. Plus he's then like, okay, we're going to do a self organ massage. So now you're like massaging your organ. You're doing like nerve flossing and movement. You're doing some vocal toning. And so we kind of allow the instructors to create. So if they're a hypnotist, maybe they do a self hypnosis in there. If they're um, into yoga, maybe there's some yin yoga stretching. So they always um, allowing people, giving them the platform to create is so yeah. important and something so cool. We were listening to uh, the Tim Ferriss and the How I Built This episodes with Julie and, and Elizabeth. Yeah. And before we, you know, built, we're like, wow, Soul Cycles inspiration. They really like how crazy they were about the arc of a class and the five stages. And like, we need to be that detailed. And, you know, so we spent like two years working on this. It's an ice bath in the backyard. It's a garage. And kind of like, oh, maybe it'll be something someday. And ends up, I meet Elizabeth and tell her about it. She invests. I go to New York and we put on this breathwork performance concert. And she's like in the concert, does it, crying at the end. Mm. And then telling me that was like one of the best experiences of her life. And I just felt as like this kid from a small town kind of hears like an inspiration and then like just goes into it fully, make sure to create like mm. the same thing, like care so much about the experience, every smell in the breath work, every like, you know, word and piece of language and journaling exercise, the lighting, the music, exactly what you're saying and practicing it over and over and having her experience that and be like, wow, that was like, it was such, I was almost crying. Cause I was just like, that's so cool that you can yeah. like hear somebody and then create something and then do it for them. And it was just yeah. amazing, amazing. Well, experience. and they started, I mean, they started soul cycle the same way that like you start, like they literally like met on a blind date, like a blind friend date and like wrote their business plan on a napkin. And like soul cycle was born out of the need, like they wanted a fitness class like that. So they created a business around the class that they wanted to go to. And like, yeah, I mean, it is really powerful. Like people, people don't, I, I think that, I think so many of the people that I work with or, you know, clients that I've, I've coached, I go like, what's your mental health practice? Like, what are you doing for like, what are you doing besides work? You know, cause they're like, oh, like I have all this stuff. And, you know, I run a one-on-one -on -one coaching program called transform. And it's literally like from the ground up. Like I don't start with like, okay, tell me your business insights. I start with like, what's your relationship with money? like, where did that come from? <laughs> and like, why do you feel like that? You know, and it's, it people, I think so, I think that this work is so valuable to so many people right now because it's, people are listening for the first time. Like people are actually like, oh, I don't, I know that I don't want to feel, I was having this conversation the other day, everybody, like so many people know they don't, how they don't want to feel. They know that they don't want to work for this person, or they know that they don't want to be in this relationship, or they don't want to feel like this anymore. But then they don't know, they're in that limbo where they're like, okay, but how do I, like, where do I go? So I think like this space, this app, this like environment, this community that you've created with your wife is so special because it really gives people that, that invitation but also not in a way like we were talking about earlier, that's like, okay, go down the stairs into the back room with one light. Like it's, it's inviting, it's cool, it's hip, it's trendy, and it's super powerful, transformational behavioral work. Yeah. The excitement is, uh, I mean, I love how excited you are. You, you get it. And it's, I, get it. I can't, I can't wait to have you uh, out to experience it. Like, can blow we, your, can your Americans mind. come to Toronto? Right yeah. The, all the restrictions are done. Okay. So you can fly in, it's ready to go. You come out, <laughs> let's do it. Whole podcast. Everyone come out. Let's go all the listeners in Toronto. Oh my gosh. We should, we should do like an episode, like in your space, like where we can like actually like show people what it's like to be in the space. Yeah, if you had listeners in Toronto, we can do like, you know, tell them to email you after the show or DM you and we can get 50 of them and we'll gift it complimentary to everyone. We'll do the episode, have everyone go through an experience and then share like some of their experiences, yeah. like what happened. That would be so cool. Yeah, I think it's like like 38% of my listeners are in Canada. So a lot, a lot of Canadians listen to this show. So um, I, what would be like a piece of advice? Like if you, cause you've obviously been through this yourself. So if there's an entrepreneur out there or, you know, somebody, just anybody in like the business space who is like searching, like, you know, and we, and I know that feeling, I know, you know, that feeling where you're like, I just know that there is something out there that I have not unlocked in within myself and I know that it's there. What would be your advice for that person who's just like searching? Like where should someone start? 
I think you should start doing side projects. So there's a couple things to do, right? So one is like knowing what to do. And so for me, for hard years trying to start a company, complete failure, see making all the mistakes, then another failure after that, then working in crypto for a number of years, starting to see some success. And so a couple of things, one is like find people who've done what you're doing before, who are good at good at it, like whether it's following them on Twitter, listening to their podcast, reaching out, you know, if you're going to start something, find people that can give you some advice and you can mm -hmm. avoid like 80% of the red flags, the mistakes, right? Just from having a conversation. So if you're going to run paid ads, like find someone who's ran paid ads before and ask them to go for coffee. So like, don't be afraid to ask for help, build your network and get advice from good people. I always start with that when I'm going to do something new. So like, you know, we're building this space. I reached out to five different bathhouses in the US, talked to the GM. I just called them. I was like, hey, I'm opening something similar in Toronto. Can I give you hundred bucks to get on a call with me and like talk me through like the cleaning processes and the GM and like the construction. And all of a sudden with two days of work, I had like 10 pages of potential red flags and like leases and equipment and all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. So I think network is absolutely key and getting experts that, that help you. And the more you do this over time, the bigger your network gets. So I've been every week trying to meet with at least three people. Now it's way more, but you know, I probably met thousands, maybe like 5,000 in the last eight years. And, and oh, wow. that's where my power comes from is network. So that's one, but getting help and like asking for help is like the best thing you can do as an entrepreneur. And my first company, I was like, oh no, I can just do this myself. And I was nervous. I'm like, oh, mm. I'm going to call this person and ask for help. No, what if they don't like me? What if they hang up? Mm. I'm probably wasting their time. No, like you can't figure stuff out on your own fast enough. So it's all about like, especially because most of your business isn't new, right? Like there's your one unique thing that you're creating, but like hiring a salesperson that's been around since the beginning of time. So right. find a sales leader and hire the salesperson through the best method. So right. that's one. And then the second one that's really important is like give yourself space and time to test. Mm. And so for us, you know, an example, I was in crypto and um, working for Ethereum. I was like, I really want to build a business of crypto. I want it to be successful. And we were just trying to jam something in. This is at the start, like before NFTs are out and stuff like that. And we're just trying to like, it was tough. It was trying to find a use case and there wasn't really one. And we just knew we wanted to start a business in crypto. And the same with, you know, roaming. I was like, oh, I'm going to start this business telecom because I can make money. Mm. And so this one was quite a bit different. I said like, okay, I love ice baths. I'm going to have people in my backyard and, you know, we're just going to do ice baths for free because it's fucking awesome. And then it was like, oh, I love breath work. I love music. I want to make these breath works for people to blow their mind. And we just started doing them on Zoom. And so when you start slow with side projects, even if it's not something you love, it's, you should be interested and like excited mm -hmm. to build the thing. You are not putting constraints on yourself. So for me, if I said, you know, three years ago, we have to build this bathhouse with like classes and all this stuff, maybe it wouldn't have worked, but like it really, that was never even our idea. You know, it was kind of having the ice bath, seeing how people react, starting the classes kind yeah. of in COVID that there is no bathhouse where you pay for an hour class in the world. It doesn't exist. And it just came because we were testing in a garage and then decided on that model. So I think yeah. that requires space. Like if you go and just raise money, you're going to be trapped into like this one idea. So for me, it was always, how am I going to have more ideas? How am I going to talk to customers? Because the other thing yeah. is, usually it's not clear what to do. Like if you have a big idea and it's obvious, somebody else is working on it or has done it. And so the ideas that to work on are ones that aren't obvious that you learn from talking to customers. So for us, again, like, okay, people know about going to like a spa bathhouse or they know about, you know, an ice bath for health and recovery, like you see after CrossFit, but nobody knew about a sauna for like emotional regulation. We just kind of saw that happen when, you know, 40 year old lawyer comes in and screams in anger and starts crying. It was like, Whoa, I think this can be like kind of a therapy session. Like, so it's, okay. Well. Yeah. So it's kind of like giving yourself doing these little side projects, yeah. watching how customer, like, you know, if you like growing food, grow something, bring it to the farmer's market, see if you can sell it, talk to some customers, yeah. ask if they like it. So it's kind of giving yourself time to test little, little side projects and then watching what the customers say. And that usually leads to way bigger ideas. Like planting all the seeds and like seeing what I call it, like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Like you, for, for you, you know, you have this amazing one-on-one -on -one coaching program. So it's, hmm, I'm going to invite 20 people to a little weekend retreat. We're going to do some breath work and have everyone share the biggest problem they have with their business. And like, I'm going to do that because it's going to help my clients and be fun. And maybe I'm going to get the house and everyone's going to come and it's just going to be like, everyone chips in and it's not a business. And it turns out amazing. And mm -hmm. at that event, you're like, okay, what's the biggest problem you have now? And you find out three of them are having a problem with like 
accounting. So maybe you provide like an accounting service and that's what you're pumped about. So it's just, it's just kind of like, if you get all your customers together and you listen for their problems, new Mm -hmm. ideas may come up that aren't even coaching. Maybe it's like some kind of product you you build for them. So it's putting yourself in the space to hear the ideas is like where the magic happens. I love that you say that because a friend of mine, um, her name's Kelly. She does like, she actually... It's one of the most like world renowned, like LGBT wedding lifestyle photographers in the world. And she's stopping weddings. Like she's not going to do weddings anymore unless it's like, you know, high dollar elopements or something. But she is a past life regressionist. It's like one, she's so, so, so spiritually gifted. And so her and I have been talking a lot and we're actually creating a one day like wellness retreat called the reframe. And like, it's all, we literally are like, I'm interested in this. Here's what's worked for me. Here's what's changed my life. And then she's like, and here's what's worked. And I'm like, why don't we just like create something that offers all of that to the spiritual entrepreneur who's like interested in shifting the way they do business. And like, that's exactly how it's being born is just like, well, I enjoy this. You enjoy this. Okay. Let's add a breathwork series to, you know, like, so the whole day is going to start out with a breathwork series. And then, you know, the night's going to end with a sound bath and like Reiki healing. And it's like, and then during the day we'll talk business. (laughs) And then it's fun. And so also another good lesson is like, how do you succeed even if you fail? So for that kind of thing, okay, you do the retreat and if nobody pays for a second one, but maybe it's just fun. And then you learn something else. So the chances of failure in that are super low, right? Like you're probably going to give a good time to all these people. You love it as well. And like, if you're building something for yourself that you would use, chances are there's a thousand other people out there that will use it too. And it's when you build something that you don't understand and you're just trying to make money oftentimes, and, and you don't really know the problem. And then you build something that's not really solving a problem. But if you solve your own problem, it's where a lot of companies come from is like someone has the problem they're really interested in what they're doing and then they solve the problem for themselves like soul cycle like what we're doing at other ship like what you're yeah. doing with this yeah. like it sounds perfect sounds like a yeah. awesome fun event <laughs> also yeah it's gonna be pretty dope and and it's true because like you you don't know necessarily like i had in my mind what made me like sparkle like i was like oh people come to me for this and what i'm learning is like yes And no, like there's other things that like I posted something on my Instagram the other day where I was like, if I were to host a series of workshops, what topics would you be most most interested in? And like the stuff that people were responding with, I was like, really? Like you come to me for that? Like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, but it's like, it just never crossed my mind. And like, I think you're, what you're saying is you're just never going to know unless you, you put it out there and you solve these problems for yourself first. And, and then like talk to your customers. Like I've probably done 5,000 customer interviews over the past six, seven years across different businesses. And so, you know, mandatory, everyone who works on our team, minimum two to three customer interviews per week and asking like customers that quit, why did they quit? Customers that really like the product, how would we make you love the product? Customers that love the product, why? And like, who else should we sell to? So we're always talking to customers to see like, what's not working, what's working, what do they want more of? And the reality is, that's who's driving the product, you know, that's who, and, and you, you don't have to ask them for the solution, but you want to know what problem you're solving. So, you know, it's kind of on you to come up with the solution, but it's really good to talk to your customers and understand like, what is the biggest pain points in their life? It's like essential for everyone on the team, you know, and then also that can become language you use in your ads on your social posts. It's like, how do your customers talk to you? What do they say about the brand? Like that's mm-hmm. the best source of information is just, best thing you can do in your business is talking to the customers. Yeah. What um, you mentioned, the last kind of last big question I want to ask, you mentioned earlier, you said that the work that you guys do of, with Othership and giving people this space to like, you said, create space in their life. And I would love for you to like elaborate on that because I think you're you're really opening up a bigger conversation of everybody is so busy, but with stuff that doesn't matter. And talk a little bit about how like this work that y'all do is really, really actually creating more space for people. So I'll give two examples. So one is during COVID, all my healthy habits out the window, you know, still using the sun and cold because it's very easy, but like all of a sudden I'm drinking more coffee. I'm not exercising because gyms are closed. I'm addicted to Twitter because I'm like, have a physical business and trying to figure out what's going on with the vaccines and the rules. And so my life becomes stimulation goes up 15 times. Like I'm not having dinner. I'm not going for walks. I'm just like on the computer trying to figure stuff out on my phone, not exercising. And so 
you know, that's, that's the average person is like addicted to your phone, chronically overstimulated. Your brain doesn't know the difference between real stress and perceived stress. So you see that Slack notification, you see that email invite, you know, you see that social post, your fight or flight response is, is triggered. And so to deal with that, I actually booked a eight day dark retreat, lived in a cave, absolutely no stimulation. And again, based on, like I told you, my personality is really intense. That like really, really worked for me. It reset my whole, you know, dopamine patterns. And as a result, I was more able to be in the present moment, enjoy things like a simple walk. And so for everybody here who's feeling overwhelmed, which as you said, the common pattern is like, I'm busy. I'm so busy. And it's not necessarily that you are busy. It's that you perceive you're busy, right? So like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my phone all the time. There's cons- I'm consistently messaging, responding. Anyone can send me an email. There's just like nonstop inbound. So what we want to teach people is you can actually change that nervous system state pattern. You can create space to change it physiologically. And so one is like learning to push the gas pedal on the nervous system when you need. So maybe in the morning you wake up, you don't feel energized. You're going for coffee or it's, you know, the afternoon you're procrastinating. You can physically push the gas pedal, turn on the fight or flight state through your breath. So your breath controls your digestion, your blood flow, your immune system, your hormonal response, your emotional response. It actually controls everything in the autonomic nervous system and sends signals, right? And so on the flip side, you can hit the brake and you can do Mm. both of these in under seven minutes. You can completely change your state. So long, slow exhales, breath retentions, four, seven, eight breathing, box breathing, all these things have in common. They turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. That's the rest and digest. And so that's where you are when you're like finding meaning in your life, feeling joy, you know, giving someone a hug, eye gazing, having sex, eating food. You're in this space of like just being versus Mm -hmm. the fight or flight, which is the state of like doing. And so when we say we're creating space, it's like you're using your breath to shift down to just be Mm -hmm. or to shift up to do. And then if you're you know, really pushing it with something like an ice bath or, you know, you mentioned a breath work where it's 30 minutes or an hour. And what you're actually doing is slowing the blood flow to the brain, turning off the thinking mind, the inner critic, that's just going on and on. And as a result, by turning that off, you're changing your sense of self, your sense of time and processing emotions that are stuck in the body. And so oftentimes after these big breath work patterns, you feel like massive release, you know, maybe it's fear, maybe it's anger, maybe it's some emotion that just wasn't sitting well. And there's a lot of actually science to back up that we store these traumas in our body based on our experience. And so, yeah, yeah there's tons. So this is not like a woo woo thing. There's tons mm-hmm. of research papers about storing trauma, releasing trauma through somatic practices, which breathwork and, and ice bath can do. I mean, I'm sure your wife talks about this, like, and I, I'm huge into nutrition and, you know, did all of have done so much training in nutrition and so many people, the reason they're overweight, like they have unwanted like belly fat or like they can't, you know, lose certain amount of weight. It's because of trauma stored. Exactly. And so the idea is how do you help people to release that? And so I want you to remember you're empowered with for free using your breath in under 10 minutes, you can create space and shift your state. And in that state, you can go up, you can go down. You can also process emotions. And that's everything is this term like emotional regulation. And so it's whatever emotion it is, it's identifying that emotion, the time that brought it up, the feeling of it in the body and letting it go. And you just feel so much more, you know, release and light. It happens in psychedelics, right? So people use ayahuasca and like, oh my God, I like the first time my mom yelled at me when I was four, I went into it and it's gone and I purged it out and I feel like a new person, you know? And so you're building up trauma every day. Like someone at work says, hey, you didn't do a good job on this. Like, oh, you know, feel in the gut. It's like you get yeah. that bill and like, maybe I can't afford this. Oh, like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's simple, small, traumatic things all the time. And so having the ability to create space and process emotions is like table stakes, like baseline. So I just, I really think this idea that I'm in control of my nervous system state through breathing and some of these exercises is a really powerful one. Yeah. You just, you nailed it. And it's, I love how you talk about it. Like from a more like physiological perspective and you're like, it's either the, you know, it's the gas pedal or it's the brake. And I'm like, this is, this is literally the masculine versus the feminine. And it's like all the same. It's just like, whatever, however you hear it, like you just said it in a way that like, it, it just like hit in such a different way for me. It's like stuff that I've known and stuff that I've studied, but it's like, you just never know how something's going to like hit you. And I think if you're listening to this and you have been in that feeling of like, cause I know for me, what led me to this work was 
I was feeling just on edge all the fucking time. Like I, like I couldn't have a normal conversation with my fiance and she would be like, it wouldn't even be, it would just be like a nice conversation. And I like, wouldn't have time for it because I was so like on edge. And like, I literally felt like I was shaking inside of my body all the time. And like, that's the moment when I went, oh my gosh, like I like something's got to give. And like you said, it's traumas. I mean, I grew up in a household where like my dad, that's literally how my dad lived. He was stressed all the time. He was working like a dog, like traveling everywhere. And he got to go to some beautiful fucking places. Like he went to like Switzerland all the time and he never got to see Switzerland because he just went to work and then came home. And it's like, that stored. That's what my subconscious is now considering normal. And so like breaking that pattern through like breath work, ice baths, plant medicine, like that, that rewires your brain and actually has made me a bit, a better business owner, a better leader, a better like fiance, a better mom, a better human. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. It's, it's so, so nice crazy. to hear. And then it's nice that you share your story to your, your followers that it's like authentic and, and real, you know, like you're doing, you've done the work and like, yeah, you're in it now. And so now well, you're same, helping others. Same to you. Cause it, like once you do it yourself, like you said, then you want to help people. Cause if it works for you, it's going to work for someone. <laughs> it's not, you're not that special. Like, <laughs> um, so tell me, so obviously if you're in Toronto, which I'm going. So if anybody wants to plan a trip with me, we can go together um, to go to other ship. But then you have the app. Um, yeah, which the is- app can be used anywhere. iPhone, um, Android. You know, there's a two-week free trial. So all the sessions we mentioned, a good way to start is just a daily up in the morning, daily down at night. Choose whichever one you need. If you need to up regulate your state or down regulate and just understand like seven minutes, I can completely change my mindset. And then there's deep dives once a week. So, you know, if you're going through a breakup, a death, shame, guilt, like these feelings, work stress, um, these deeper feelings, you have a tool whenever you need, you know, to kind of create some space from those emotions and process them. And that's available. And we also have a scholarship program. So if affordability, accessibility is an issue, you can just DM me on Twitter at Robbie Bent One and I'll gift you with a, a membership. Cool. We'll put um, all of that in the show notes as well. So if you want to go and and see all of that, you can go to our show notes. Um, well, I listen, I really appreciate your time. I think you're pretty epic. And I knew that this was good. I could just feel it that this was going to be an epic conversation. So I thank you for giving us so much of your time. It's such a gift. Uh, I want to ask you one more question, which I actually haven't asked some somebody in a while. But the whole reason of this podcast, when I first started it, it started off as just like having my people in my network tell their stories and um, to kind of help other people become the most acoustic version of themselves. And I haven't asked this in a while, and I think you'll love it because of your love for music. What does it mean to you to live like an acoustic life? And so the first thing that came to mind, no, no thoughts, is just... I mean, this is an interesting story I've been feeling a lot lately was like my whole life was, you know, I was a banker after school. I thought I had to have good grades. I need to make money, like conform, you know, work hard, be successful. And I thought I was like an operations person. Like my skill would be making a PowerPoint and pitching it or, you know, just kind of these like nuts and bolts. I'm a numbers person. And then about 28, I started getting into medicine and all those hurts that made me feel conformed. So, you know, by hurts, I mean, like you're in grade one and you ask a girl out and she, you know, dumps you in front of her friends and everyone's laughing and you feel like, Oh, like I, you know, I don't want to be in, in public things. You, you go to public speak and somebody calls you whatever, like these little infractions that happen where you feel failure, rejection, and you build this shell. And when I started doing medicine work and meditation work, coaching and therapy, that shell just like crumbled and it kind of brought me back to being a kid and like feeling wonder and awe. And so all of a sudden I'm, you know, in my backyard with a banya hat on, like playing a sound bowl and like, who gives a shit what people think, you know, being the most authentic version of me, like weird stuff where, you know, you're a kid and you go to high school and it's like, oh, I got to fit in. I can't say I like love science fiction or like, just like, who are you? Like everybody has these weird quirks. And so in the last, with the help of my wife specifically, just feeling so loved from her of like, okay, I don't care what anyone thinks I'm going to be like authentically me. Like if I want to go and, you know, wear whatever clothes and say whatever I want and just be like, you know, do things that I love. And that's what it feels like to be acoustic is like, I just thought like as a, it sounds the same as like the highest fidelity, you know, crispest 
sound version of my authentic self, like that, that childlike version. And that, that's what it means to me to be an acoustic person. No one has ever answered it like that. So you were the first one to answer it like that. I love that answer. Everyone, a lot of people say like, oh, I think of like stripped and I think of like, which essentially is the same thing, but it's the way that you just, again, the way that you just explained that hits different. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate you so much, Robbie, truly. This was awesome. Thank you. Epic. Um, you know, it might be cool. We could append like a breathwork session to the episode and like just put one in there for free. And if people listen, they're like, oh, you know, could be yeah. like, hey, try it out. I should have mentioned that before, but just thought about it now. Yeah, let's do it. Just, well, um, again, I'll put that in the show notes. And then um, yep. if you want to try out a little free breathwork session, I highly suggest you do it. I, you know, if you're listening to this, I've never led you down a wrong, the bad, I've never led you down a bad path. So, <laughs> all right, Ravi. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. I think one of the things he said that I love that I'm probably going to title this episode is he solved his own problems and built a brand out of it. And I think that's so powerful because I think so, so many times people, entrepreneurs will go, well, what problems does everyone else need solved? And what he said so perfectly is just solve your own problem. There's somebody else that has that problem as well. And once you've solved it for yourself, you can help other people. And that's what I do in my businesses. I figured out like what is what I needed and I solved that. And then I then now help other people with the same thing. And it feels really organic. It feels really good. It feels really authentic. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't feel authentic, it's not going to be successful. So I just really loved that episode. I hope you did as well. Please go download the Other Ship app. It is incredible. You will thank me later. Um, it is a really good place to start too if you're looking to get into breath, breath work. I've been doing it twice a day and I'm pretty obsessed. So come tell me about it if you download it. I want to know. Uh, and we'll be back on Friday with another solo episode. I will be at Stagecoach, which is a huge country music festival this weekend. So I am very excited about that. And uh, if you're going to be out there as well, find me. Say hi. Other than that, See you on Friday for another episode. Love ya.